Okay, so welcome everybody to the new normal today. Um, we're talking with uh, uh, Luca Boschen from uh, LogoGrab. Welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. So uh, do you just want to give a bit of information about yourself, Luca, and a bit about LogoGrab? Yeah, sure. So I co-founded with Alessandro LogoGrab a few years back. Um, we are an image recognition business, so we build software that recognizes by itself things inside images and videos, and we license that software to other companies so they can build great products or solutions on it. And traditionally, as per the name, isn't focused on uh, recognizing logos in images and videos, but things are evolving quickly. Well, and where, where did the kind of idea come from? And you know, how did you go from inception to a, a pretty pretty big business? Yeah. So, well, I've, I've known Alessandro, my co-founder, for many many years, uh, and. Back in during university times, we always played around together, trying to build products or or companies, or we always like to build things. Uh, and Logorab was actually my master thesis project uh, back in the days. So we thought, you know, there's no good logo recognition technology out there. Perhaps uh, we can build it. And Alessandro back in the days was actually um, a a researcher uh, for Google, uh, doing research for them. At the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Zurich. So we had the, the will and the knowledge to start working on it, and it just started. And from kind of what the initial inception of the product was, has it? it's obviously gone through many iterations and different areas of kind of what you wanted to focus on. You know, kind of, can you talk us through that journey? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, it's interesting how, in a way, you know, the core, uh, product was always the same because in order to start, we had to build ourselves the image recognition technology. Now, in the early days, our idea was to, you know, in the naive university days, build an app where people would scan logos and receive discounts, promotions, you name it, uh, which was a great starting point to, to build the technology itself. Uh, but as we wanted to grow commercially the company, uh, we realized there was a bigger opportunity in actually licensing the technology itself for recognizing logos to companies who would use it for di very different things uh, that go from uh, monitoring media for the appearance of brands to give them insights about who uh, views their content and their products uh, or using it for counterfeit detection. So our technology today is used by marketplaces, for example, as the visual signal uh, that allows them to uh, identify if a product is real or fake when sold on their platform. Uh, so that's how it started, and that's how it evolved in a in a nutshell. Okay, brilliant. The the product itself, uh, how is it built, or what's the kind of you, you, you mentioned that it's an AI tool for humans. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, yeah. what, what's the kind of how's the product built? What's the platform it sits on, and and how it goes from there? Yeah, sure. So uh, the product itself, it's very simple for everybody to use or integrate. It's a simple API. So uh, you connect to our servers uh, through the API calls. You send in pictures that you uh, want to identify logos or other feature in, and then the API gives you a response uh, in, uh, in terms of what was identified by the technology in that picture or video. Uh, I wouldn't be able to tell you the details of uh, what the technology is built on because that's Alessandro's 
uh, word uh, rather than mine. Okay, and the bit I like to hear from people, especially if that have founded their own business and have come true, you know, what would probably be your kind of top three learnings from over the last, say, two or three years, and then how that has kind of moved into over the last two or three weeks, and how you've had to kind of mm. adjust and pivot? Uh, yeah, so, well, maybe one thing that I learned over the last few years was to never take myself too seriously or, you know, you know, never take ourselves, you know, too seriously, but, you know, kind of enjoy that freedom of, of being able to look at things in a different way, in a, in a software way. And, and as a result, perhaps adapt quickly, uh, to things as well. And in terms of the business, uh, we definitely felt a bit of a, of a, 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 a hit during the crisis, not major, uh, but, you know, because we always had such a, a, a free way of thinking, uh, the concept itself of not working anymore from an office, but all remotely was very easy for us to integrate because we never really cared when and how people work. Rather, you know, are we going to reach our goals and KPIs or collectively? That's, um, I, I was talking to somebody earlier this morning from Grow Remote, and it, it, it's something that, that was discussed, and it, it is a, a new normal as it's going to go forward as have you always been a location anywhere business or was it very much a just just it's happened now so we have to adapt we were always very open to the concept and idea and it was put in practice to a certain extent because we left everybody the freedom of just working from where they felt it was more comfortable for example one of our colleagues uh, hasn't been in the office now, I think, for two or three years. He's one of those guys that just works three months in the Philippines, three months in Mexico, just keeps, you know, globe trotting around the world. Um, so the moment where we had to just go completely remote, it was very simple because we were already used uh, culturally not to have to be all in one room, but to work uh, remotely and, and in an efficient way. And have you seen over the last two or three weeks, uh, you know, how, how has your business had to adjust to, you know, it's a, I'm guessing revenue streams have been yeah. looked at and, you know, it's yeah, a yeah. function. So, you know, what, what, what is internally you've looked at and kind of how you've pivoted and obviously yeah. the article about how you, you worked with the, you worked in with Italy around the, the virus as well. So, yeah, well, that's a bit of a, uh, tangential story so myself and Alessandro are originally from Italy and uh, uh, what we did in terms to the article you're mentioning uh, we worked with a research group called the uh, ghost data who is this group of researchers uh, that likes to focus on issues like uh, terrorism crisis uh, uh, counterfeit uh, we've supported them in the past uh, in the research work so they would use our artificial our visual AI, our image recognition technology to build some of the researches. And because also the guys from Ghost Data have an Italian background, uh, during the crisis, they reached out to us and they had an idea on how to uh, build more sensibility uh, into the Italian population to you know, make everybody understand the importance of quarantine in Italy. Um, and so we supported them uh, in that effort uh, in doing that. Um, but if I have to go maybe back to the first question, which I think was around, you know, 
what happened and, and what did we change during the crisis. Of course, there's the, the remote work piece, but I think the main um, common ground for everybody right now is uncertainty. Uh, so a, a part of our business is working with companies who uh, do sports sponsorship monitoring using our technology. And, you know, there's no sports going on right now, so there's nothing to monitor. So, of course, we had a bit of a hit there. Um, although, actually, some of the clients in the space had an increase in work because they were focusing already on things like esports. Uh, so, so we, you know, there was no effect there. Um, what we did internally because of this moment of high uncertainty, nobody knows how long this is going to last, how much it's going to impact. We didn't feel much of an impact yet, but we want to be on the safe side. We started looking at cost and we thought, you know, as a first thing, let's all just cut our pay for a few months by 20% uh, just to be on the safe side because in this moment, cash is the most important thing in case the crisis lasts longer and maybe it hits us stronger than, than we anticipated. So we're being very careful with cost and we try to uh, all you know help in, in that effort and, and, and we're, we are reevaluating the situation on a weekly basis basically. Okay, and have you yeah, have you had to do, you know, anything different? Kind of have you, with your clients. We we talk to a lot of people, and they're just talking about you know, every, you know, the communicating with your clients and different things. Have you had to look at different moving forward post kind of August September? Is, is mm -hmm. there, have you identified anything new that you're going? To, oh, that's an interesting channel, and we might investigate that more because a lot of people are saying we have more time now to look mm. kind of from the parachute down and see you have, have you yeah. to identify anything yeah well it's interesting because actually these days we're going to launch a complete new branding for the company including a, a company name change uh so in a way that helps you know it gives us a tiny bit of more time uh to work on that so we're working on that uh and something else that uh we always wanted to do was eventually get to a point where we're going to productize our technology so where we're not just going to license it for others to use it as an api but actually build ourselves a product on top of the technology that we could deliver to the end client so this is a time where uh, we're accelerating the process of sitting down all together and and figuring out is there an opportunity that we can go after okay well and just over the last few years, you know, can you, you know, what would be your biggest learning and, you know, where have you, you know, if you look back five years ago or four years ago and, and to where you are now, is yeah. it where you expected the product would or the business would be or did you, and yourself or kind of, you know, what, where are you thinking there? Yeah. I have to say it's not too much far off from, you know, where we were hoping to go. Uh, of course, things could go always a lot better, but they're not doing bad, you know. So I'm, I'm, I, I, I tend to avoid thinking it could have been more because it's already great. Um, so in terms of what I learned over the last few years, uh, mm, there's definitely, again, that element we said before of trying to avoid taking ourselves too seriously. Uh, and something else I definitely learned in the last few years is also the importance of uh, giving everybody the freedom 
to do the things they know to do best. So, you know, don't get in the way, uh, you know, if collectively we can do much better than having someone trying to control everything. So I would have became a big fan of, of letting people do their thing, you know, rather sharing together a common goal. Uh, so where we want to get, but not telling people how to get there. Okay. And the, the, the next stage, you've obviously just mentioned there that you're, you're looking at your business and, you know, branding and stuff. What, what is the, yeah. what is 2.0 for, for, for the business and kind of, Obviously, I won't ask you to, to yeah, yeah. give an expose, but where, where's, where do you feel the business is going to excel over sure. two years? Sure. So there's a 2.0 and a 3.0 that we're starting to look at. So the 3.0 is the productization piece I was saying before. Yeah. That's a bit further down the line, although we're working actively on it. Uh, the 2.0 is uh, we were very much focused on logo detection initially. And that's what made us different. And that's what made us build a technology that stands out uh, and almost has no competitors purely tech on a technological sense uh, on the market. Uh, and now that you know we've established that very strong basis of being leaders in logo recognition, we see value in opening up to other features that may go outside of strictly logo recognition. Uh, so opening a bit more up to different types of opportunities as well. So this is what's happening in 2.0. Uh, we're going away from being so closely related to a logo recognition API and entering the space of what we call the visual AI people. So a company that can help solving very complex challenges at scale using visual artificial intelligence. Uh, so that's the space we're opening up to see a bit broader to then perhaps build a product in a specific industry. And ju just on that, and I know you're 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 not technically majorly mm -hmm. technical, but the, the the availability skills and the challenges that brings. Have you been exposed to that, or because you have a kind of you you can get skills when needed if it's a remote kind of thought based business, or has there been challenges there? Yeah. Um, so we were always lucky that we never managed to raise too much money. Not that we didn't want to, you know, like in the, in the early days, you want to raise as much as possible. Uh, but in a way, we're lucky that we always had limited financial resources because this built a culture in the company of trying to do things in a different way and in an extremely efficient way. Uh, so, for example, the logo recognition technology itself we have it works that way that well because we had always very limited resources and we had to build the technology in a completely different way that all the people that had resources were doing it. And as a result of it, it works extremely well and an extremely large scale. Uh, so I think we wanna keep going down that path of having that mindset of trying to stop for a second before we start doing something and see if there's a different way of doing it, perhaps a more efficient way uh, that will allow us to not oblige to the, the, the way that things are done in a standard way. Okay. And I, I won't keep you too much longer, but you just mentioned there, you didn't raise too much funding. That's kind mm -hmm. of against the norm nearly of, of what you see where people are, you know, trying to raise as much VC or, you know, kind of mm -hmm. initial stage. Was that a, a 
you know, did you, was that a purpose thing purposely done or was it just, you, you were able to sell your product quickly and you were able to raise capital that way? Uh, you know, to be honest, I would be lying to you if I would say I, we didn't want it to raise more money, especially in the early days, you hope to get in as much as possible. Back in the days, we just didn't have the knowledge, the capability uh, to raise more. And we were not sure where we were going either. Uh, so, you know, it, as a result, you know, it, it, it doesn't make sense to, you know, even for an investor to plunge a lot of money in something where you don't know where it's going. So it makes sense that we didn't get more money. We got the right amount. Um, so that's the way it went. And, and, and that allow you to be more flexible yourselves because obviously you didn't have constraints of VCs or, you know. And, you know, we didn't think about it back then, but, you know, looking where we are today, definitely it's great not to have raised too much money because, as you say, it gives a lot of more freedom, especially now that the business is profitable and it's running smoothly by itself without the need of, of external funding. It's great to be able to uh, focus, you know, a bit on the longer term of where you really want to get rather than just short term uh, uh, goals uh, that may be, you know, imposed if there is different agendas at the same table. Okay, well, so as I said, last question, um, what would your advice be for, you know, people who have, you know, maybe a couple of years behind you and, you know, as a, as a, a successful entrepreneur, at the, you know, what, what would your advice be to people who might be listening yeah well probably first of all you know have fun in what you're doing uh, because if you have fun even if it goes in the wrong direction at least you had a great time doing it and if it goes in a good direction much better and in a way we were lucky ourselves because we just always had fun doing what we were and i would even argue that it's the reason why we managed to be still here because if you're having a good time even in the difficult times, if you have that passion and the drive, you're still gonna keep going and bend the rules of, of physics uh, for things to to still work. So perhaps that's the main thing, you know. Try to 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 feel, not even look, but to feel if you're having a good time doing what you want, uh, and and focus on that. Okay, brilliant. Um, thanks, Mill, for your your time today, Luca. Um, awesome logograb.com is is the website and i will put all your details underneath the the, the video when we post it but thanks mel awesome stay safe thank you you too gavin take care